All right, welcome to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. This might be the second take of the intro, but you'll never know. Brooksy, are we in a <laughs> lockdown still or what's going on? Nah, we're clear. We're out. We're out of lockdown. New Zealand's pretty much clean. We're clean. We're killing it. What okay. is it, eight days without a local uh, local infection? Sorry, that is definitely not the terminology, but uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> How are you, my man? What's doing? Oh, you know me. I'm just sitting around watching Fox News all day. I love it. And I'm not talking the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy in America at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I was just that was just a bad, bad joke in a bad, bad time. It's awful, man. It's <laughs> it's it's horrific and it's sad and yeah. it's depressing and hopefully something good might come out of it. But uh we're here to talk about the NRL for the for the moment. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that stuff later on. But uh Brooksy, are you hinting to me off air that the crowds are back this week? Yes, they are, Shanas. We'll have up to I think fifty at uh, grounds this this week, starting this week, uh, members, corporates, whoever you fancy as the home team, uh, we've seen a few families uh, attend games, get special dispensation to attend so they can see their sons and nephews and, and yep. um, uncles <laughs> debut in the NRL. I think the most recent one was Tom Tom Gilbert up in the Cowboys and uh, up at Townsville, sorry, for the Cowboys. We had a few Knights debutants two weeks ago. So there has been a little sprinkling of people attending games, obviously for sentimental reasons, but you know what? It's going to be good. We've got 50, 50 per game. The, the AFL, haven't they been behind the eight ball since day dot? But they've actually kicked a goal this week, as it sounds like in the showdown in Adelaide, uh, where Port play the Crows. They're going to have up to 2,000 people at Adelaide Oval. What a way to start their season. Now, is that because the Oval slash stadium is bigger than most of ours and that's why they can have more people in there? What, what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Or is it different uh, government? I don't or... think that's the reason. Different government? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's South Australia, but obviously they, though I think they've got different tiers. They're going to have groups in and around the stadium. So... Yeah, I guess maybe 40 groups of 50 strewn across Adelaide Oval. Who knows? Right. Um, I was impressed with my maths there. That was pretty good off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can do the same in the NRL uh, soon, mate. I was thinking, do you reckon they would get 2,000 people to the Sharks-Dragons game this week if we did have crowds? Well, I can think of two people that are going to be there, Brooksy, oh. and I'm going to have you in a headlock for the entire time rubbing your face in it going, Look what your team's become, and we're going to kill you. We're going to destroy you. But the whole, the whole well, time, want... I'm going to have you in a headlock the whole time. A gentle headlock. Well, you'd, you'd want to hope so, Schnaz. Oh, like, pressure on this me. Is... Oh. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the chat. Let's welcome, to, we haven't... welcome to the Dragon Den. No, let's go. Where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with oh. your Sharpies? Do you want no, to start no, no, with no, my no, Dragons? No. Do you want to start with a positive story? <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with the Sydney Roosters. Uh, no, I'm happy to yeah. go with the Dragons. Yeah. Dragons, let's do it. Okay, 16th spot, Shaz. 0-4. They've scored two points since the lockdown. We've scored a combined zero points. They've scored a combined two points. There are only two points behind being... NRL franchise schnaz. Um, <laughs> mate, it, it's been very depressing as yeah. a Dragons fan watching the boys run around. 
It's been sad. It's there's been waves of emotions, mainly on the negative side of things. But <laughs> um, against against fourteenth and like the Warriors, eighteen nil up at the sunny coast, yeah. and then giving them their only win of the season, and then the Bulldogs too, uh, who were quite who who were decent on the weekend. Um, but the, the Dragons, they have a decent roster, Schnaz. I don't think two points out of the last two games really reflects who we've got, but it just shows you the, where the confidence levels are at the moment. What? How do you see it from the outside looking in? Yeah. Well. Yeah, how do you see how do you see the dragon situation other than dire? Yeah, well, I mean, you're not the first team to be in this position, so don't take it to heart too much. But uh, I, I have said this to you before, and as recent as this morning, I'm not a huge fan of your playing roster, but I do agree that you should be doing a lot better than what you are. And to me, it looks like a team with no confidence at all, and it's. I can't really fault the effort, as strange as that sounds, because I watched the game against the Bulldogs pretty closely, and you guys were trying hard. It was almost like you were all trying too hard to do the same thing, and that was, you know, score points and win, and uh, I don't know how you change that. I think against the Sharkies, you might see a bit of ad-lib, you might see a bit of just, you know, Hail Mary kind of stuff, because, excuse the pun, because, (laughs) uh, because what else can you do? You've tried the kind of hit-up-kick business and it's not really working for you. And uh, the one thing I was disappointed by as uh, just, I don't know, as a, as a person who watches the game is that a lot of the players and coaching staff, they had a lot of quotes about how they were going to perform against the Bulldogs. This is it. We're going to show up. This is the one. We're going to do it for everyone. And they were poorer than they'd probably ever been. And I just think yeah. you, you you can't be out there making all these grand statements and then and then kind of just putting on that kind of display. And uh, I felt for I felt for James Graham. I felt for Mary when they fronted up to the the press, in particular our very own um, three hundred and sixty. They were very brave. They were, they were they were genuinely, you know, just. They put. They gave on. They, they they gave you everything they had. Mary didn't have to be there, and he was there, and he copped it, and he he stood up like a man. Dare I say the word, man? And he uh, he was really strong in his thoughts, and I actually respected him more after that than before, which is a strange thing to say. But I I think Brooksy, because you're such a well supported club, it's such a it's a much bigger story than it probably needs to be in the general scheme of things. Does that make sense? Like. Like the Dragons are, you know, like every club is important to a set of fans. But because you're the Dragons, it's almost a story that can't be hidden anywhere. Yeah, there's definitely... Uh, I And having come from the Illawarra side of things, I think there is an element of the Illawarra... Um, I don't want to say hatred, but like he has been... As soon as Mary has sort of had adversity and the team has gone through adversity there has been a lot of um angst in his given uh, gone his way um and i sometimes i i've and a lot of the time haven't felt that it's been fair i think you've just got to go back to when he did come to the club as head coach uh the the constant that's been there schnaz 
whether the results have been good or bad, is the club's state, where it is financially. And as we saw today, there was an emergency board meeting with the Dragons. And uh, it has been stated that Mary, who has been given support, um, he won't. They won't be getting rid of him anytime soon. Was was the basically basically what's come out of it. So he does have the support of the board. Um, I have you know a big fan of him still uh, through and through. Uh, come over to the Dragons, the merger. Like you know, it's it's great seeing someone with an Illawarra heritage uh, coaching the club. Uh, it's. It's tough, man. I'm, I've supported him a long time, but I guess the only only thing that we can see out of this is we're going to see what type of coach Mary actually is, and and these players and the coaching staff uh, reacting to adversity at like the worst kind. Like they are solo on zero points on the ladder at the moment, Chinez. So. Yeah. They've got to turn it around. They must turn it around for the fans, for the members, the sponsors, everything. Like 2021 is going to be a, a very big year for a lot of clubs. Crowds are back. Right? We're going to sort of bounce back from this 2020. 2020 is not necessarily a write-off with what we've gone through. And it's definitely, I don't think, going to be an asterisk season. But, no, man, it's just a, it's disappointing to see the club in this situation. And I, I, just, I just wish, like... The fans sort of got behind the team. Okay, fair enough. You might not like Mary, but get behind the team. Those people like quitting memberships and <laughs> and you know riding into like to all different uh, governing bodies to yeah. try and get them their refund. That's not going to help the club. Which like, is that's, that's, a, that's such that's... a hypocritical reaction to what's going on. And it's ridiculous. And every single club in the NRL, dare I say, every sport around the world has those inverted commas fans and as much as i you and i you know i have fun making a lot of your club and everything i find that just utterly ridiculous and i don't associate a real dragons fan with that kind of behavior and it's just petty and it's immature and like i've i've had those feelings we've all had those feelings but you never really go through with it right you just keep turning up And, and you don't have to go along with the coach. You don't have to go along with the players, but that's your club. You supported yeah. them for, you know, all your life or whatever. Just because they lose four games, you're going to throw it in. It's just, let me guess, you're going to be the first one to buy a grand final ticket in three years' time too. So that stuff just is not good for the game or the club. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's more than the coaching, man. I think it's... Yeah. Like yes, it is a it is an issue, uh, but you've got to you got to look back as I said just before how Mary was brought in, what sort of a club he well, like what he, inher- he inherited as a as a side, and where the club was financially situated. Like there's those stories that were in the Mercury and the Daily Telegraph about Mary coming in and actually rebuilding the gyms. Like yeah. this has this has been a legacy thing. This is the this is now a, the result of something that strategically has happened over the last five five to ten years since the premiership, yeah. and yet yeah, there has been some good good results along the way, like that that twenty eighteen where they they 
were lost in golden points to South to get to within like minutes within a game of the grand final. Yeah. And now it's their own four. It's a shortened season. It's going to be very hard to get back. I'm not going to say they can't get into the finals because mathematically we know yeah. they're only four points out of eight. Yeah. Four points out of six. But yeah, if they they need to they need to basically do the George Costanza and do the complete opposite of what they've been doing the last two weeks. Yeah, the game plan against the Bulldogs wasn't great. As I said, that the effort I thought was there as a as a as a neutral watching, I thought that they had a lot of energy for a while and but the whole kick on the fifth long bomb for distance, as we say in the stats world, it's just you gotta mix it up and and you're seeing teams this year at play attacking football. You guys had a few things that fell apart in the last kind of few moments, so it's not like you didn't try and do things. Corey Norman had a chip and chase. You had a break down the left, which uh, was stopped, I think, by the winger who put you out. You were definitely trying things, but the majority of the the game plan was just, yeah, pretty boring, I guess. And for a team that uh, was 0-3, now 0-4, you got to shake it up, and I think you will shake it up against my Sharkies. I, I do think that... Uh, you know, you've named a bit of a different team, and I, I think that it's 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 not all or nothing, but it's everyone's going to be watching this game to see how you guys react, basically. And you guys, you know, apart from a from a cheeky cheeky right side domination, like you're not you weren't too far off an zero and four start yourselves. No, that's correct. I guess the difference is they should have won against. Uh, Souths and Melbourne this year, like they really were as good, if not the better team. And against West Tigers, they led by two points in the fiftieth minute. So we're competing, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. So a loss yeah. is a loss, though, Schnaz. Like I, I know what the, you're saying. I know what you're saying. The Dragons had two losses at the start, where they were pretty much could have won those matches against the Tigers and the Panthers. And you know that that's the thing. That's a funny thing about football, like. You know, you guys could have been putting in like your four and against is minus eight with one one win and three losses. So, like they've been all been close games, but in reality, you know, results happen. This like results go the dragons' favour. We're both on two points, baby. But I guess the difference there is is uh, John Morris is new to the job. He has all this stuff going against him that's out of his control. People sort of feel a bit sympathetic towards his his role, whereas Mary's been there for a million years on a million dollars. You know what I mean? Oh, like, Don't know about that, man. It'd be, right. interesting, to, it'd be interesting to see what, who, which coaches get paid what, but I, I think... I don't uh, think he'd be on a million dollars. No, no, but I'm guessing when he re-signed, he got an, you know an increase in what he was earning. And, and I'm just saying, and again, I don't think the spotlight on Cronulla is anything at these days because there's not a lot of star power there and there's not even that expectation at the moment that they're going to do great things. Whereas I think the drags yeah. are kind of, as I said, they have that they have that weird history where, and I'm, I'm not being a smartass, but they have that history where the old club was around since day dot. And they have that following, and that makes them a famous club. Even though you know, you and Illawarra and St George got together and formed a different club. But and I'm not being smart about that. I'm just saying like you have this expectation, whereas I think my club doesn't really have that at the moment. 
Yeah. Oh well. Like yeah, I think the Sharkies still have a a, a decent side. Like a probably then they should be in the top half of the competition when the season finishes. But I agree. It's yeah. I you know the, the star power there. You haven't had Andrew Fafita for the last two weeks, which is you know shown given opportunity to some of the other uh, middle forwards mm. uh, to lead and to um, be noticed. Uh, Wade's been pretty good. I've enjoyed yeah. watching Wade. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Iron Man Chad Townsend couldn't keep his streak rolling. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. It was a great little yeah. record that he had. Tough kid. Yeah. Good with the basketball. I hear. Good with the hoops. Yeah, I've got to got to challenge him on that one. I haven't, mm. haven't done that. It would have been good uh, leading into the game if we had that one-on-one company. Would have had to have worn an Illawarra Steelers jersey to the game, but. Um, yeah, I I've, I haven't mind watching the Sharkies, mate. I think there's some good young players. Jesse Ramian looks like he's uh, settled in. Yeah. Um, Dukes has been all right. Uh, yeah, Matty Moylan. Yeah. We've finally seen him on the park. Uh, some interesting passes in round three from the Sharkies, mate. I There was one in particular, Moylan threw at Dugan's left foot uh, <laughs> that stands out. But, mate... <laughs> Uh, let me I, let I, me ask you a question: fullback or five yeah. eight? Fullback well, or five eight? I, I think I think you've got to go fullback. I William Kennedy was good, but I like I like that Moylan Johnson Townsend combination. Not okay. so, like yeah, I know it's twenty twenty and not twenty sixteen, but <laughs> I I think they can do some stuff. I think how many games have they all played together? Like not, since Johnson came to the club, not a great deal. It'd have not, to be not many. It would have to be on. You could count on one hand. So, I think let's, so yeah. let's give it a go. I, I just I, I just sort of think that I think that Moylan just straight out like forget about the combinations. I think straight out he's a much better 5'8 than fullback. And so that's where I have my concerns about him being named there this week. And it's not about the combinations for me with Sean and with Chad. I just think that at 5'8, he's, he's like in 2018, he was lights out for us. Um, last week, he was good. In the roving role the week before, he was a lot better. Yeah. Fullback, I just have a few concerns, but we'll see how he goes this week. But you know what, Brooksy, this isn't the uh, the Derby podcast. Do you want to talk no. a bit more about your drags, or you want to move on? I'm happy to. No, no, on. let's no, let's move on. I think let's let's go to some of the things that have impressed us over the last couple of weeks, okay. Uh, Shaz. Okay. I think the first, let's start. Let's go to the top of the ladder. Let's start with the Eels. Four and zero. Great start to the season. I think they've only done it three times. You're the stats man. They have. Have they done it three times before this year? Two of those years, premiership years, three eighty six, I believe. The last two premierships. So Brooks, there the, is a the defense. Their defense is ridiculous. Yeah, but I think you look at the way the last two games have played out, Schnaz, it's been the attack that hasn't really allowed the opposition to get into any position to score points. Yeah. But there's there's been some great short kicking, there's been some great chases, there's I, I the Manly game it could have been a loss. We we yep. know we saw yep. Fox Air deliver that awesome angle of the pass from Tommy T out to Ruben Garrick. What what were your thoughts on it? I'm glad you brought it up. I, I I because it brings up this argument, and particularly in the press and social media, about what do you want? Do you want a quick game with some mistakes made by the officials, or do you want a slower game where you slow it all down? You 
you get it mostly correct. And I, Brooksy, I'm a stickler. I, I think that Manly probably should have won that game. And I know that there's examples where they lost it and Tommy said it wasn't just that pass and everything, but you know what? If that pass is allowed, they're winning that game. So yeah. I was disappointed in the decision. I was disappointed in the fact that it was just kind of washed over because Graham Annesley came out straight away and he said, hey, we got it wrong, which I think is really, yeah, admir- it's- it's really admirable. But in my opinion, it cost the team two points. Yeah, I, I think the hit from Sevo really accentuated the fact that the ball did travel forward, but it was out of the hands backwards, I thought. Sure, it and, was, yeah. You know, if was. if Tommy if Tommy's passing that on the fly, right, no contact made, you know, as he is on the burst, like throwing that left to right pass, I think I think the touch he lets it go. I think the fact that Sevo stops his progress and the ball travels out and Garrick runs onto it makes it look more like a forward pass. So, yeah, uh, 15 probably club fan bases thought it was an okay pass. Eels fans, 4-0. It's on the board. You can't take it off, whether Annesley comes out and says it was a legal pass or not. But I mean, what what do you think, though, Brooksy, as far as... Okay, you can't always rule on a forward pass with with TV, but in this case, you kind of could because of our perfect camera operation. I just think that whenever we can get the call right, we need to do it. I, I, I'm not a fan of this rub of the no. green, rub of the green, and like it all evens out in the end. I think that's bullshit, man. I, I, I really do. I think it's cliched. Well, well, the NRL is going to have to pay for those cameras, Shaz. They've got to have them at every venue. They've got to have them at every every end of yeah. the, uh, every side of the field. Yeah, like that's an initiative from the broadcaster that's trying to expand the the view of the game. Yeah, we can't just say, "All right, the best games have the ability to show forward passes." That's fair. That's fair. And Parramatta get the advantage of having. I don't think we can go into that sort of realm. Um, you know, there's certain cameras that are that are um, part of each broadcast. But that one is just a nice add-on, and it's um, something else they're doing to, to spice up the coverage uh, with COVID. Remember, you know what that uh, camera monitor has, and our NFL fans will remember that. Remember two seasons ago um, when Booger was on the sideline on I that uh, little seat that, I like, I sure uh, people were like messaging ESPN, going, "I want my money back. You're blocking my view." <laughs> Booger's just. Booker's in there talking about God knows what, um, but yeah, like it's 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 a camera that we've been that has been installed, obviously yeah. without crowds. Like it's a it's, okay. a, it's well, a great view. Take away that camera aspect, just about slowing yeah. the game down where we can in a fair way. Are you leaning towards that, or are you one of the people that I roll my eyes at when they go, "Oh, it all evens out in the end." I think you're rolling your eyes at me, mate. Like, okay. I, I, that's that's a tough call to make on the fly, um, but yeah, you've got that. It, it comes down to training, I guess. The touch judges training the referees to know that 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 ball what travelled maybe two meters forward with the player passing stopping because of contact. Like you've got to you've got to train your touchies and your refs 
to be able to make those spur of the moment decisions by analyzing what they've seen. You know, so it's not necessarily, you get the feel for for that situation through obviously watching a lot. So more experienced referees who do a lot more games would have that situation come up more often. But that's something I hope, you know, that the, all the touchies and all the referees with whatever experience they've got, they have a look at that. They say, look, that's travel status forward. The player not then once passing the ball, which is going to make it look Look like it's forward. Yeah. When when adjudicating those passes, take that into account. That's your, blink. That's your first thing that you see with those type of passes going out from from the edge out to them. Make yeah. sure you know that the player is running at speed. Check to see where the balls um, come out of the hand. So that's what you want to be looking at as a touchy, and then probably where the ball goes to. Like, they're the, they're the little things, I think, that Annesley, that Bernard Stutt and have to drum into the uh, breeze and the set of touchies, even though they, there's less person on there now. So they've got to really, really hammer home the uh, back, back, mate, each week, go through good calls, bad calls. And it's going to be for the names. We're going to get some really good officials yeah. if they can, you know, look at those moments and decide on the spot to call them forward or to let them go. Well, I just hope that everyone's Sorry. happy in like we've just a, done a we've just done a podcast and officiating <laughs> the referee league life. I think that uh, as long as everyone's happy with you know, I mean, remember the Canberra situation six again last year. As if people are happy with yeah. letting them get it wrong, and I'm don't get me I'm, don't misunderstand me. I understand how difficult the job it is. I wouldn't last one second in that role. I I completely <laughs> respect those guys in all honesty, but. I just think with the billion-dollar industry... What's your... Sorry, Shnaz, to cut you off. What would be your big concern about officiating an NRL game? What would you go in? You're <laughs> the, there. Uh, you go, oh, God, I'm not going to yeah. get this standard. I think um, maintaining a good 10 metres and... <laughs> and uh, that would be my first concern, actually. Yeah, the 10 metres. What, you reckon you'd be like... Oh, it's nine. It's eleven. Oh, uh, I think I would have trouble keeping up with it. Should we say I'd have keeping trouble keeping up with it? Oh, well, the fitness side of things, yeah, like getting that's, back that's, to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the players call the referee. <laughs> back your ten, Shaz. That would be the major problem. I'd be offside the whole time. Imagine you on a set restart, you'll be, be caught up in the, you'll be tripping over in the play the ball. I, I, I got to tell you, Brooksy, it makes um, it makes our our work in the stats world um, slightly more challenging, which is good. Like it's always good to be challenged, and it's definitely a quicker pace this time round uh, post COVID. Yeah, for a stats person to uh, yeah to, to get it all. To get everything we need to capture, it's it's pretty cool. Like you, you, you definitely notice the change. Are you guys are your um, live callers calling with masks on? It's like <laughs> Campbell Gillard, <laughs> nine meters, Chuckle <laughs> twelve. What was that? Exactly. Yeah, we are definitely keeping a proper social distance. I mean, you've been around work. It's they're taking it pretty seriously at the old uh, the old Fox Sports, but. Uh, what 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 else is on your list to uh, discuss here, Brooksy? What else? Are we, where where are we going to now? I'll tell you what I'm in, impressed with, and that is 
The Sydney Roosters. You just hijacked that conversation. The Sydney Roosters, man. Like, I know that the, <laughs> the Broncos, Roosters. I know the Broncos were not very good, and I'm being nice there, but I really am admiring the urgency which with which they're playing the game, the Roosters, and I think that the the halves are going to come into their own if they're not already. I think Flanagan and Curie are a nice little combination. Throw in Teddy this week. Teddy was missing last week, Brooks. Teddy was not playing in the yeah. 59-0 win or whatever it was. How, how is he back in the side? I, I think <laughs> you've got to run with your 17. <laughs> you probably... 59 points on the Broncos. I I was surprised that Teddy was, a, 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 like, the first picked this week. I think he should have been in jersey number 14, if anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the BMOs and the JMOs show really mm. kicked things off up at um brizzy but mate it was the there were probably some doubts heading into that game that the roosters will probably struggle to three peak like most teams around the world you see it in the nba yeah. you see it in the nfl let me nrl uh, you barely see him go back to back let alone three a three peat, but God, they look good, Schnaz. I know There's one player about. in particular that I really, really yes. like. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. And and mate, this I'm gonna. We we've all talked about ball playing locks. We just like ball playing in general. I think we but, do. <laughs> um, rugby league, of course. But Jake Travojevic, one of the best going around. Cam Murray. Oh, everyone's loving Cam Murray. Uh um, but Victor Radley shows. Yeah, I think he's improving every game. Like you watch him, you watch what he does. He's got his hands on the ball, quite like I reckon he'd lead the forwards in line engagements. He's supporting the play. If he doesn't get the ball, he's back at first or second receiver. Like he's just. He's just a specimen. He is going to be one of the best players in the league in the next couple of years. Yeah, I haven't even talked about his defense. It's unbelievable. He knows how to hit, that's for sure. I, I have uh, watched him closely, like I watch most most players in most games closely, and he really is going to be something special if he's not already. He's got time on his side to become this, you know, great player. And he has all the attributes as well, which I think is is great. I think the system he's playing in is helping him, the coaching, the club. It's the glamour club. It's it's the club where you don't you know you don't go without. It's 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 a professional as a club in the in Australia at least, and it's showing, man. Like he's yeah. he's dominant in that middle, and as you say, he he can do it all. Yeah, he he played a bit of hooker last year from memory when friend was out and. Yeah. He, he was good in that role, but this is like I think he's he's gonna. It's like the evolution of man. Like Tom Travojevic is sort of slightly bent over. He's gonna get us to that upright <laughs> gate. That like you know the ball playing lock that's just gonna be just possibly the most influential position on the field. And you, you couple that with Kiri. He's won three premierships now, Schnaz. You've got good. Teddy, who's been amazing. Um, if not the best fullback or attacker in the world. Um, you've got some good forwards with Angus Crichton's playing pretty well. Like he had a bit of a – I thought he was pretty – you know, he, he could have been better in 2019, but 
he's showing signs of that, like last season he had in um, at South. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 2017 it was that he had that cracking year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, the Roosters are definitely going to have it. Definitely going to be um, up there when it comes to the finals and. I, I just, I, I've just been mesmerised by Radley and how he plays. I love watching him. If you can get the chance, just, just watch him. Like when the Roosters are in attack, and just watch him support and watch him ball play. Yeah. And then when the when the when the other team gets a ball, watch him just line people up. Like <laughs> was it Paddy Carrigan? No, it was it wasn't Paddy Carrigan. It was um, oh the uh, Flegler. Flegler Flegler got yeah. absolutely flattened. Yeah. Uh, last week, and it was a it was a perfect tackle. And mate, this this Radley kid, this Radley fella, he's as hot as Hansel right now. He looks a lot like Billy Slater as well. You reckon? He does in the face. He's got they got the same yeah. face. Yeah, that's no, off. To- that's off topic, but yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> what have you, what have you what have you made of Billy Slater's former club, the Storm? Oh, they were pretty good last week against the Bunnies. Yeah. I think they're going to be a slow Came build. strong. They're going to be a slow build. The yeah. tries they scored, I was very impressed with. One of my uh, roles at Fox is... One of. One of. I do a few things. Is collating some highlights for our uh, our little brother slash sister, K.O., who you're quite close with. And, uh, <laughs> brother slash sister? Well, come on, man. <laughs> Got to keep it equal. It's an equal what? equal workforce. So boats are females. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else has a gender sort of side. Well, but I didn't want what. To... What is what are what are companies? Males or females? You're a saying sh- male slash female? <laughs> a streaming company. What would that be? Uh, anyway, Brooksy, one of my roles <laughs> is to give you guys some highlights at Ko and Victor Radley features heavily each week in the big hits. But the Melbourne Storm on the weekend, their tries that they scored were really exciting, really good. Uh, where where on the excitement level were they, Shnaz? Like an eight? They were averaging around eight. Yeah, there was one which is probably a nine. Oh. It wasn't a DJ Lilu a ten, but it was a nine. Oh, that was oh. good. We'll, we'll talk about that after our Storm chat. But the, the Storm, are, um, the Storm are going to be up there. I'm, I'm, I'm certain they have enough talent all over the park, and even someone like Justin Olam, who I've talked about with you probably off air but not on, just gets the job done, hard as nails in that Melbourne system. You know, I, f- I feel like you put anyone in that system and they become, you know, almost champions at the very least. And I I think there's a bit of life in the old Storm yet, Brooksy. Well, yeah, we've talked about the Eels, Roosters and Storm, Shaz. They're three of the best defensive teams. And that that's the key. I think that's the key to the modern game. You need a solid defense. Uh, just like a, just like a, in in court. And that's, uh, yeah, I think you're going to probably see um, one, maybe two of those teams out of those three. What do you think of the Raiders and the Knights game, Shnaz? I think we were all going into that game thinking the Raiders are the team to beat this year with Para. You know, they, they just knocked off the storm uh, in, round, in round three. Mm. Uh, impressive game from Georgie Boy, George Williams. Um, but they, as as Ricky said, probably their worst game in two years, and they played like children. <laughs> yeah, I thought that uh, 
That was 101 Stuart right there, calling them children after one loss. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, on, on well, he's his... burnt that initial card now. He can't. He, there's only so many blow-ups you've got in a season. Right? So Ricky's burned one in round four. He's but gone off. Short season. He's so. gone off way too early, Brooks. Yeah. Uh, I unlike. I want to talk about this with you. The way yeah. that we. Well, here's your chance. Thank you. We in the media, and on the social media, and fans in the pub, whatever. They talk about who's the team to beat this year. And it starts in preseason, goes through the trials, and then, you know, round one, it heats up. And this year, absolutely, Canberra being mentioned. I'm pretty sure Brisbane were in that mix somewhere, weren't they? With their big forwards. The team to beat was Brisbane. They were going to be up there. Yeah, they always are each year, I, I guess my point is that team changes quite a lot throughout the season, and it doesn't necessarily have to change, but everyone on the Canberra bandwagon, I get it. They're in the grand final. They probably should have won that grand final, but are they going to have as good a year as what they had last year? I don't, I don't know. Like I started pretty well. I get that, but I wasn't overly surprised to see Newcastle take it to them because Newcastle are a different entity under their new coach. They are they a little, certainly are. they're a little bit old school. They're a little bit, you know, the Newcastle of old that you remember, and I'm not talking about Andrew Johns, but just that strong defence and the young players and that playing for each other, one team town thing that they all buy into. That's what I'm seeing from Newcastle this year. And Canberra, I think maybe they're on autopilot a little bit. I think Canberra's definitely heading towards the top four, but they're not a team at the moment that, I'm blown away by I need to see them do it again this year. Last year, I, I'm not going to use the word fluke because it wasn't a fluke, but last year I thought they they almost overachieved. Yeah. Uh, they, they've, they've had a few injuries. has been, you know, they've lost from... Let's, let's have a look at that grand final team and what they're putting out at the moment. So John Bateman's out. Yeah. Uh, Joey Lee Lewis at... The Tiger. Tigers, yeah, scoring tries of the year uh, <laughs> candidates. Uh, Jordan Rapana's coming off the bench. Obviously, went to Japan to play with the uh, the late Sunwolves. Uh, may they rest in peace. Yeah. Um, we, what else? Who else in that team? They're pretty much the same. Aiden Caesar's gone. George Williams is there. Uh, I'm not. Which, I'm not. Which I'm not been... the one second knocking them. I just. I just don't know if they're my in my like top two teams that you must beat this year. That's what I'm trying to say. I yeah. I think the home like that was a that's played in Canberra. I think you've got a a different yeah. result there. I think yeah. we're talking about the Raiders being on top of the ladder uh, with the Eels, but uh, yeah, I I just was impressed with the Knights Schnaz and oh they're good yeah everyone. They're good. Kalen Ponga's game was terrific. Yep. Piercy, Piercy did what he needed to do. Uh, Bradman Best. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, hello. 18 years old, four tries in his past two games. Tex Hoy. Scored, abs- scored some absolute crackers. Um, Tex Hoy's been a nice addition. So it was him, Chris Randall, and Brody Jones debuting in that amazing draw. Possibly the best... I've never seen a team celebrate a draw so much before, Shaz. Well, that was... The circumstances, had, my God. He had Pearson Watson on the sideline laughing that they were still so close in 
in the game. Penrith could well, capitalise. Penrith are, are sitting with the Knights now in equal second, yeah. but that was an opportunity for the Panthers to be four and zero. Yeah, like it. I, I think the Knights got a lot out of that game. It could have gone either way. A lot of people were saying, you know, not uh, a hectic ninety minutes. Uh, a lot of inexperienced players. Obviously, the injuries. Uh, Connor Watson's going to be out for some time, but mm. you know they they showed against the Raiders that they're 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 going to be contending in the finals and potentially go get, <laughs> go pretty goddamn close. Yeah, like, I, I I I rate the attack. The left side attacks really good. You got Lockie Fitzgibbon coming back into the side, who is that specialised hole runner. That Ponga and Pierce can play off. You got Bradman Best as an option if you don't go short to Lockie. And then Edric Lee's catching balls. He's dropping a couple, but he's he's yeah. catching them. Yeah, he's all right. He's got he's a few right. tries already this year. So I think it's the most I, potent left side attack in the NRL. I think that they they need to stay injury free, like like most teams to be fair, but I don't know about the depth there. But uh I think you'll see Newcastle have one of those years where they're they're, you know, top six, top seven maybe, and they have a big finals campaign and all the buses come down. And I think it's one of those, you know, they have one of those breakout years every four or five years. I know it's been lean for them, but yeah. if you look at it historically, they they always sort of tend to come good after a while. And this yep. year could, like it's early days, but this year could be one of those just because of the, the grit that they're showing. Um, uh, it doesn't take a lot to win games post-COVID. It takes... Some grit and post takes... COVID era. <laughs> oh yeah, and you got to you got to be quick. You got to be able to keep up with the play. And we saw the Broncos not do that, and a bunch of teams in similarish boats. But Newcastle got a lot of energy, and uh, you've got to put it down to the new coach. You have to. So Schnaz, you're a bit of an insider. Darkies, and you can you might be able to break some um, news here. Look, yeah. it, I, to me, it was a bit of a non-event. There was six sharkies <laughs> that um, that had a higher body temperature, the uh, regulation body temperature that's required to take uh, enter the clean zone yep. at these uh, games. So it was Matty Moylan, I think Sean Johnson was there, all running a little hot. It's Townsville. It was about 23 degrees. Uh, yeah. You know, who doesn't blame them? They're getting out of the state for the first time in a while. Um, <laughs> so what would have happened if they failed their second test and failed their third test? The Sharkies would have been down six bodies. Well, you can't feel What the, would have happened? You Do can't, you, you it can't was, feel would the game have been cancelled? Did you guys address this on the Sharkcast? We didn't get too much into it because there's a lot of other stuff going on. But uh, <laughs> I am led to believe they wouldn't have been able to play. They might have delayed it till the next day or something. But you, if you lose six of your probably 19 squad, you're not going to have subs or anything. And you, you might have lost Moylan and Johnson. So who's going to be your halves? Like Billy Magulis is going to be a half? I don't know. It, yeah, definitely. He's a great six. I, I'm led to believe that uh, the team arrived. They went up to this fancy area where they were being looked after. And they had... <laughs> what do you mean fancy area? There's like an area at, at the new stadium in North Queensland. Oh, at the stadium. Sorry, yeah. I'm thinking Townsville Airport. No, no, no. They, they went. They went straight the to the. We went to this fancy little. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know the protocols, Brooksy. You get off the plane, the chartered plane. You go straight to the venue, 
and they look after you there. And I'm led to believe that the room they were in got a little bit warmer than what it should have. So I don't know if it's a bit of funny buggers from the Cowboys. Maybe it was Val in there getting a bit of revenge. But they passed the second test and we got the two points. Yeah. It sounded dire on game day. Oh, and mate. Do like, what? I thought, I thought you guys would... Vonnie coming like, in with the news flash. <laughs> news. I thought you guys might have been playing a nines game. Yeah. Like, drop a few off and let's have a let's let's have a game. <laughs> but yeah, mate, uh, it's definitely one for the old um, record books at the leagues club. Yeah, I think that's one yeah. of the most famous victories of all time for the Sharkies. I, I, I not to mention to, the 2016 grand final. But, you, I have to say, Brooksy, that I have had the good fortune of being down near training in recent times and like all the other clubs they take it very seriously and there's actually nrl uh employees down there making sure everything is by the book i personally as as it should be i'm only allowed in the dirty zone so i can't be you know tackling christina aguilera oh yeah i can't be tackling chatty like i usually do most weeks i gotta like you know give him a virtual high five and the clubs are taking it seriously. It's it's can't help but think Chad's enjoying the clean zone in twenty twenty. Hey hey, 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 What are you trying to say? I don't know. Just man with a beard. Um, you know, he shaved comes it up off. and tackles. Shaved it no, off. you. I'm talking oh, about man. you. Nah, Chad and I are fine. I don't know. I think you're a bit old for like hanging around in the clean zone, Schnaz. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Know. No, I'm in the dirty zone. You're like, anyway, so. you're like Kramer the ball man in the US Open. <laughs> hey, Even I, to the young guys. I, I, I provide the club with uh, with something. I don't know what it is, but something. Yeah, I, I, I think you... See, so you're talking about the many roles that you provide at Fox. Yeah. I think, like, one's a door greeter. I always see you in coffee when I'm walking in. You're like, oh, good morning, Mr. Brooks. Uh, that's true. Enjoy your a, day. That's a true yeah, you story. Might do that. Oh, good morning, Mr. Townsend. How are you? How was your plane ride? Right. 36.2. Sweet. All right, have a good game. Start that streak again, Chatty. Come on, Chatty. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, is, is uh, Gigi yeah. still open at Fox? No. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's open. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Been back in a while. Well, I'm the old there, WFH but... for Sam Shenazzy. Yeah, I'm there a little bit, but not that often. But uh, anyway, what else is going on in the world of rugby league? Yeah, so Shenaz. Yeah, I, I was thinking quick little segment because um, you know we've gone, we've gone some, gone, we've done a bit of time, haven't we? Yeah. So you tell me, Phil, tell me about Phil it. The, yeah, what, what are we ringing out at the moment? Oh, what no. have you, you got a little counter there? We're at about the 48-minute mark, I think. We are. All right. So, let's. I'm, we haven't talked about some teams. I want your quick thoughts yes. on the teams that I'm yes. about to throw okay. at you. Okay. All right. I'm going to randomly look at the ladder, and I'm going to throw some, throw some team names at you. I want to know your thoughts, and I'll give a quick thought off the back of it. Okay. Gold Coast Titans. I feel sorry for them, and I'm glad they won on the weekend. Uh, I think that they're in for a lean year, though. Well, how, was it nearly a year since their last yes. win against the Broncos? It was about 11 oh, months. 11 months. It was great. I, it's fantastic. I love having someone that's done Titans games over the last few years. Moiaki Fotoaka yep. is 
he they're going to lose Jai Arrow to the Bunnies, likely, yep. at the end of this season. He's their guy. I love that Holbrook has cut some of the veterans, like Wallace, like Pete, and given these young guys a go. He's basically rolling the dice. He's yeah. just got there. They're not going to fire him after four games. I hope not. And the young guys provided. I thought it was a great performance against the Tigers, and it was great to see Ash Taylor... Give a bit of confidence. Look, have a bit of confidence in his game, and, and you know he's back up at Brisbane. He always plays well up at Suncorp, from memory, and hmm. you know that was his best game in a long, long time. All right, all right. Next team, Jai Arrow's future employers, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Lost One and three. three, lost three in a row, Brooksy. Uh, yes, I think that they will probably scrape into the eights. I think they need to just gel a bit more. I thought Latrell was a lot better this week. He's getting better. You Look, as someone that used to work in stats and, and the other person on the end of this line is a stats uh, auditor slash inputter. And coffee, um, coffee guy. Have a, have a look. Coffee guy. Good yeah. door greeter. Door greeter. Um, have a look at his numbers the last four weeks and mm. tell me if he isn't improving at the fullback role. But... Cody Walker, James Roberts back this week against the, the Titans, who we've just talked about. Yeah. Um, how much do the Rabbitohs win by, Schnaz? Uh, where are they playing at? In Sydney. Central Coast. Central Coast. Uh, they, I think Central they, Coast. They should. Oh, it might be no, Bankwest. no, it can't be Bank, Central Coast. Bankwest. 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 They, they should win by 18, I would think, if, yeah. they're, if they're serious about it. But look, the Titans showed a lot of heart and... Oh, I'm, I am a believer that any team on any day can win, in, in theory. And South Sydney, yeah, jury's still out, to be honest. Yeah. Next team, West Tigers. Ooh. What's Hard your thoughts dirt. on the Tigers? Two and two, they're minus one. 99 points scored, 100 against. Ooh, Third a- worst defense in the NRL. It's a hard one to gauge. Moment behind a- the Broncos and the Titans. It's a hard one to gauge, Brooksy. I, I quite admire... Michael Maguire as a coach. I, I sometimes feel like I'd want him at my club, but I feel like his standards are so high that he's always going to be disappointed in life no matter what. And I, the West Tigers, there's potential there. there there's something there. I don't know if you'll see it this year, but there's there's something there. I'll tell you what, isn't it a bit of a tease, this Harry Grant being there for oh, one year? What about that? You can't, these loans, this was always going to happen. He was going to come up. He was going to get some game time. Tigers fans were going to start buying number nine jerseys or shaking off the nine jerseys from the Robbie Farrah, Darren Senna era. Oh. And look at him go. The little combo with Billy Walters, the ex-Storm buddies yeah. running the nine. Yeah, they're good. It's, that, it's good. Um, Benji Marshall dropped for Josh Reynolds this week. Yeah, bad Thoughts move. on that little Awful. bad move. Awful. Straight Awful. out. Awful. Awful. Uh, Josh Reynolds is barely a first grader. I know he's going through stuff off the field, and I'm sorry about that. But oh. uh, on the field, I think he's he's a fringe first grader. I know he's on a lot of money. Benji Marshall is the lifeblood of that team. He was good enough in the first three rounds. I'm not dropping. I, th- I think that's a pretty... Poor move, actually, by Maguire. I really do. 
So do you reckon he's making a statement after the loss well, of the Titans? That it it's like definitely. It's a it's a one weeker. He's going. You know what, guys? Well, no one, no one is safe. Got the I, Raiders this week. I hope it's a one week. I'm dro- because... dropping Benji. It doesn't Benji have a really good record against the Raiders? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's unbelievable. So, but I, believe it. I I don't like it, and I don't like the replacement. I mean, I I I think that it's yeah. I think it's a bad move. Yeah. All right, Nick, I'm going to do two teams at once, this one, and they're okay. both playing each other on Thursday night, the Manly Seagulls and the Brisbane Broncos. Yep. What have you What have you liked about Manly? Yeah. And the Broncos, what, like, what is going on? Manly, I really like their attack, and I think they're a work in progress. I think they're going to get better. And I think barring injuries, I think Manly could be top four. And uh, I think that they've got a pretty good team. Desi sort of still, he still knows what's going on. And I I think Manly are a team that you really wouldn't want to play most weeks. Brisbane, uh, as a few people have already stated, the game has passed them by in the COVID break, honestly. Like, I'm not even trying to make light. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of it. Like, they brought in a new rule, which, to be honest, if we're going to be fair dinkum, is ridiculous to give 16 teams two weeks' notice about what's going on. Like, that's another podcast for another time. But I think that was the last podcast. <laughs> there you go. Tune in. <laughs> subscribe. But the game has passed them by because their, their whole thing was we've got these big rollicking forwards and now those rollicking forwards can't make their tackles. They can't stand next to each other in the middle of the field. And... Uh, that, and I think that their coach might be a little bit nutso is what I'm coming to the conclusion as well. Yeah, it's not so sea bold and the beautiful up there at the moment, is it, Shaz? Uh, so Anthony Seabold has signed former Bronco and Rabideau, and I think he debuted at the Titans, Ben and Teo. What are your thoughts about bringing Teo back to the Bronco? That's a, my own personal <laughs> thumbs up. That's a good move. I think it'll help. Yeah. I think he's... You know, cons- I haven't seen him play for a while. I know he's been playing rugby, but I'm assuming he's fit and ready to go. But terrific player and probably exactly what they need is is a tough mobile forward, not not one of those huge big boppers that can't get around and move after, you know, a couple of runs. So I think it's a great move, but they're going to have to learn how to, defend that middle. I also think that Darius Boyd in the centers is an absolute complete waste of, waste of uh, time. It's like what you, I don't, you stole what I was going to say next. Sorry, man. I just think <laughs> no, it's, no, it's all good. I think it's no, ridiculous. I think, yeah. I think I don't, if he's still fit for 2020, then I don't know where he belongs on the field, but I, I really, it's a bit like when I was watching the Titans, I think the week before last and Peachy was in the centers. It was just, it's just a waste of my time. It's like, what are you doing there? That's not where you belong. And I don't if, get if I don't get it. The equivalent for me would be if Michael Jordan stayed for another three years at the Wizards, <laughs> that third year is like what's going on with Darius Boyd at the moment. Yeah. Like it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, mate, he was one of the you know, he was the he was pivotal in the Dragons premiership ten years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, I it is disappointing, and you know when you see stars, you you know one one of my favourite players at the 
Dragons, went back to the back to the Broncos, and it's just sad seeing um, him see out his career like this, going through those fifty nine nil. Losses, a 58 nil loss to Parrot end last season. It's like sad. The it's have had sad. some big losses at the end of the seasons. It's sad, but it's also it's, just, um, it's also selfish, you know. Yeah. And I'm not begrudging him of an income or anything. I, I get that he's completely within his rights to do that. But he publicly has said, I'm not going anywhere and they're going to pay me with my money. And it's like, yeah. okay, bro, you know, good luck with that. But And, you know, it's not going to really put a mark on his career like you're not really gonna go oh you're you're a dud player because of that last year but it's just he's, yeah. he's robbing the club and robbing the fans basically uh, it's been a great career and it's uh, and i hope the broncos can turn it around and we still see a few more highlights from darius but there's some good young players coming through katoni staggs was a highlight i oh, thought for incredible. their first few games great player particularly the first two before uh COVID hit. Great but yeah, he's he's coming back this week after being suspended for the Roosters game. Uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a danger game for the Seagulls, uh, like it is for the Sharks against the Dragons. And yeah, we could we could see a bounce back, but uh, it, it, they've had a few injuries too. So I think but, I think that the Sharks games are danger. I don't think the Broncos ones are danger. To be completely honest with you, and of course, could be wrong, could be pie in my face on Monday morning, but. <laughs> Like usual. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think that Manly are streets ahead of the Broncos right now. I really do. I, I was thinking about Manly, going back to Manly, and I was like when we were talking about the Broncos and thinking about the game, like you think of think of these four players, Schnaz, and, and what do you think like at the moment in terms of their signing and development? So Ruben Garrick, Brad Parker, Curtis Siren and, and Joel Thompson. Yeah. Like, they were the players that Desi sort of brought in to yep. sort of support the Travoyevichs, DCE, Walker, Tapao, Fenor Blake. Yep. Like that's your, that's your core six stars, right, for Manly. I may have left one or two players out. Just off the top of my head, rattling those six names off. Yeah, you got, you got, okay, let's go through. You've got two, you got uh, Ruben Garrick. Okay. Who's, so- been, who's, who's been a great signing Ruben Garrick uh, is a fantastic signing he's one of those ones that you dream about where you pay him nothing and he's just outstanding from day one and you obviously yeah. have watched him in lower grades tear it up and it must yeah. tear your heart out to see him play for Manly like that but fantastic signing fantastic recruitment great training and he's really adjusted so he gets the full thumbs up uh, Parker Definitely on the improve. He's not lights out or anything, but he's on the improve. I think he's had a really good year this year. Yeah, like he's made, he's stepped up, like yeah. from where he's sure uh, not one of the best centers in the game, but he's doing his job and he's and he's scoring a couple of tries. Curtis Sirinen, uh, I was never a fan of at the Tigers. I thought the hype was, you know, shouldn't have been there, and I thought it was nepotism. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. But I just think that I didn't see it at all. And then at Manly, he's definitely improved vastly and has made me look like a bit of a fool, which is not that hard to do. And he, I think, can still improve on what he's doing. And I, I quite like his game. I'll, I'll say this about Joel Thompson, though, you're number four. Uh, I personally don't get it. I feel like 
for a guy with his body, he should be um, a lot more dominant as a player. And I, I, I don't think of Joel Thompson as anything more than an average first grader, to be honest. That's just my take on that. Jesus, Schnaz. Sorry, man. I wasn't expecting you to go there. I, I, I was basically getting to the situation where it was like, Manly have recruited really well the past few seasons, and they've brought in role players, veterans, yep. uh, cheap young guys that have come in that haven't been given an opportunity at the junior clubs to succeed. So they've been given the yep. opportunity here. You got Moses Sully, who um, obviously had a bit of a tough run at the Tigers and the Bulldogs, staying fit, getting into the system. You got Jorge Tafua. Oh, wonderful! Who's been great. Um, and you've got some good forwards in like Corey Waddell and um, Kittle, and even even Sean Kepi's been Kepi. stepping up a little bit off the bench. Who did I say? Kittle, big unit, tight end. Kittle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would be a tight end if uh, yeah. if uh, we did need to merge well, with the NFL. So but, you're saying that Manly have done a great job, and Desi's done a great job. Is what you're saying. I think so, and yeah. I think like you I know they're, they're, they're a team where you sort of go, oh, they're a bit thin, but you know they're there, thereabouts every year, and yeah, I, I I think you know they've started off the season well, and unfortunately, you know that that para win would have been massive, yeah, if they if they got it, yeah. Uh, one more team before we go, Shannon. Sure. The North Queensland Cowboys. What have you made of Val's? season so far? I think he's been pretty creative. I think that the assists he's made have been, you know, he's got the most assists for the team, I believe. So try assists. So he will get better. I had pretty high hopes for the Cowboys, but that was with Michael Morgan playing. He's out for a while. So I think they're going to be a team that kind of, Pushes for the eight, and depending on injuries, they may or may not get there. Uh, they probably should be doing a bit better than what they are, but they have had some significant injuries. Yep, Talmalolo most likely back this week. Yeah, uh, Gavin Cooper came back last week. Morgan, I think once they get- Morgan is huge. Yeah. I think the I, I've actually liked Drinkwater and Clifford as a halves combo. I think I don't know where you see Morgan. Like, is he going to be a half for the rest of his career? Is he going to go out to left center like Darius? No, I, but I, I actually like these young 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 halves as young um, halves. we know. Man, that is so long ago now, Schnaz, when yeah. Phil Gould said young halves, Daly Cherry Evans and Kieran Porter. <laughs> That's right. Like, that oh, was man. like ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That was, but yeah, the young halves of the Cowboys. I, yeah, we saw Drinkwater at the nines, and he's and he's brought that over to the thirteen aside game. Yeah, and Jake Clifford's kicking game underrated. Yeah, I, I think like it's him. really good. I like him. I like yeah. him. I just think that Morgan slots straight back in, and you know, without being too like, I don't know, Hollywood about it. I think that. Yeah, the brother-in-laws of Morgan and Holmes, like they've got, they're going to have a good combination. They're both talented dudes, and I think that when Morgan's back, it'll be a true indication of how they're going to go for this year and and next year. But you know, you take Tamalolo out of it, you take Asiato out of it, you take Morgan. 
I think that they're hard to judge on what they've done this year. I think I think it's TBC on them. I think they'll they'll push for the eight though. Yeah, and, and we mentioned it with Ruben Garrick, a former Dragon, that's been given an opportunity to impress at the Seagulls. What about Reese Robson? Yeah. He was great against the Titans in round three. Got the double, I think yeah. he may be named as starting hooker this week. Okay. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Okay. I think he might be, Shaz. Is Jakey... Uh, is it- Sorry, I'm just checking my Fox League app. Is uh, Granville hurt or is he punted? No, I think he is hurt that he's lost his starting role, but I think it might be a form decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, Paul Green is under some pressure and, and he needs to have a good year or two ahead of him. So, And they've gone all out with Val. And I think so far Val's been okay. I'm copping it left, right, and center from about Val. Shanaz, Val. Like, but he looks, <laughs> Is that exactly what's being said to you? exactly what's being said to me. But he looks pretty good in attack, so I, th- I want to give him a bit more time to get back into the uh, thirteen-a-side game as opposed to the fifty-two-man uh, game. But um, yeah, that's my thoughts. On yeah, the so Reese Robson named at number nine okay. for the clash against the Warriors on Friday night. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't mind that little segment. I think that's something we can we can look ahead. We can talk about the big topics, and then we try and hit uh, some random teams. Throw sure. them on you, sure, because you did sure. provide some good analysis there, Shaz. Thank you, thank you. What else is what else is happening this week? Is there any big news outside of the world of rugby league from the Sam Shanazi world? <laughs> from my world, um, well, I'm uh, I'm about halfway I'm over halfway through recording a new album so I'm busy doing that when I'm not working doing other stuff so that's kind of a lot of fun and a bit of bit of bit of work a bit of pressure but uh have we got a title of the new album no we don't actually we don't we don't usually I do by now but I don't uh aside from that just living a pretty busy life my, my best league life that I can live uh I have Brooksy, I don't know. Do you want to talk about some TV now? Or are we waiting on that, or what are we doing? No, go, go. This is your I, I, time to shine. I got a show That's for you, Schnaz. I have a show for yeah. you. It is on our little sister, the Foxtel. Murder, she wrote. Close. It's a story about a young, a young writer, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> No, uh, thanks for ridiculing my segment. It's called, Sorry. it's called Run. Oh, Are you yeah, in? is that Run. good? It's really good, man. It's really good. Oh, I saw the previews and I was like, oh. No, I saw the previews too. It's and good. Then, and then a colleague of ours said to me, you need to watch this. And it's nothing like what the kind of previews really hint at. It's basically an emotional kind of relationshipy kind of drama. It's not about political intrigue and all this other stuff that they might have hinted at. It's just about a guy and a girl getting back together after 20 years and they've both just dropped their lives and literally run towards each other and it's about them sorting stuff out and short episodes, like 25, 30-minute episodes. Of, there's, I think, six so far and I've watched three and really good. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. I, I was thinking about what you said and it, it reminded me of Prince. Prison Break. 
No, no, like, no, no. Like, yeah, I know. How I know. long will they be running for? How yeah. many can they break out of another prison? No, like, no. That's what but, I thought but, too yeah, in guess, a strange guess, way, but it's it's not it's not like that. And pretty early on, you sort of go, Oh, whoever made that that preview got it wrong because they could have done it so much better. It's it's not really about that at all. Like they are on the run in a sense from their real lives, but it's nothing to do with prison or politics or mystery intrigue. It's just about kind of relationshipy stuff. And it's, it's, it's good, man. So far, so good. Hopefully they can maintain that. Okay. Yeah. I finished the Lance documentary. Okay. So I haven't gone there, yeah. but I'm happy to talk about it. I've got it recorded. Yeah. It's no, no, it's, it's worth, worth uh, uh, watch yeah um if you've seen icarus the documentary on netflix about doping i think it's definitely something that'll be right up your alley uh there's some interesting feelings you get with lance throughout the documentary all different all different feelings but <laughs> it was great to get insight because i daughter didn't really know too much other than the cycling stuff and the cancer stuff but right. there is a bit of intrigue into the person who is lance armstrong and I think it's good insight for people that were fans or people that don't know much about him. So I definitely think it's worth dedicating a couple of hours to get to know Lance Armstrong and get to know the sport of cycling as well. Is he, and I'm not trying to make a light of it, but is he a bit of a weirdo or not? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've got that vibe. Yeah, there's something about him. Um, But yeah, it's it's interesting because I think these sort of documentaries... um, you know, they can really unearth people because mm. he sort of lets his guard down because I think this is an opportunity for him to tell his story. Yeah. But in telling his story, you get to know the real Lance Armstrong <laughs> and you get to know some stuff that you just go, wow, like I, he had a feeling that he'd be like that. But, yeah, yeah. he definitely ticks those boxes. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I think it's something that's intriguing. Uh, if you like cycling, if you like Lance Armstrong, if you like Cheryl Crow, um, if you does, like... Does Cheryl get much of a go or...? Not really, but, okay. you know, it's it's worth waiting for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> like I, like Floyd Landis, his, um, his former teammate and then uh, rival uh, gets a bit in there too. Uh, yeah, it's it's worth a watch, Naz. Um, and I've sort of started... I started watching the Bruce Lee documentary today. Yeah. I think... That'll be Martial good. art fans, movie fans in general, it'd be a good watch. Um, well, he's just yeah. a, uh, one of the great uh, popular culture figures. So you, I'm yeah. not a martial arts guy, but I, I'm definitely I want to watch it. You know. Yeah, no, it's it's been good so far. I might finish it later tonight. But hey, also, was uh, there a, yeah. was there a basketball doco that was released recently? Not the MJ one. I'm not being smart. Was there another one called <laughs> like? Uh, the love of the love of the game, love of basketball, or something. It was on. Yeah, ESPN. basketball love story. What's so, that? What was that? I, I think where si- there's six parts have been shown on ESPN. It's a ten part series, and, and it's, it's a real in depth look at the sport of basketball, particularly in the United States. Right. It does look at the Olympics. It looks at the ABA, the NBL, um, which were not the NBL Australia, but one of the uh, original leagues in America. Right. Uh, you know, how basketball originated. Uh, basketball was a sport that, an indoor sport that uh, people that played uh, football, um, played outdoor sports could do in winter, indoors. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a bit like a stacks on, like a um, kill the deal with a pill, um, whatever you called it at your school sort of sport <laughs> initially. And then um, James Naismith, the inventor of the game, sort of brought some rules into it because there was tackling, there was running with the ball, there was all this sort of stuff. Right. And so they went, okay, you got to, you got to, you got to, when you catch the ball, you can only have it for a certain amount of time. You got to pass the ball once you catch it. Um, but yeah. Peach baskets, baskets as the as the as the goals, like yeah. with a little hole for a stick, so you could poke the ball back out once okay. someone scored a basket. And did you but watch yeah. the series? I, I'm a couple of episodes in. Is it uh, good? Some great, thorough interviews. Like everyone and anyone has been interviewed for this uh, series, Schnaz. It's really good. Okay. It, it there's no necessarily like there is a little bit of chronological cool like structure in it yeah. but it does jump around depending yeah. on what they're talking about okay so tom steinfort and oh, the, the channel nine guys oh, boy. might be a bit better suited for you than the last dance but <laughs> give it a go no i think it's something like it's something that you can watch it's very nostalgic it goes it's very in-depth in the history of uh, professional basketball in america and yeah definitely definitely worth a watch if you've got the time hey i know a lot of our listeners want to know the answer to this question have you watched The Last Dance back since it ended? No, I haven't. I actually haven't. Okay. I, is, is that because you... Because it's sort of, it was good timing into the NRL. Yeah, so okay. Okay. I sort of sort of been watching our shows and watching games and, and just getting back into the swing of things. And when I've been all rugby league out, I've gone and, and just exercising and doing different stuff, cooking and yeah. yeah cooking, just yeah. haven't really concentrated on The Last Dance. I, I probably will go back and watch it. Yeah. Uh, once the NRL's done over summer and the NBA sort of will kick back in, um, it sounds like it's going to be a hectic schedule for the NBA and the NFL schnaz over the next 18 months. Well, are the Timberwolves included in the comp this year or not? I'm really, no, they're, they're not. not. What's that about? No, they're, but they're, they're basically saying that they're going to have eight games. Um, so the teams that are in playoff contention with uh, eight games remaining okay. will be available to play in Orlando. Okay. And then they're going to do the seedings based on win percentage. Okay, that's a bit different to how yeah. I heard it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I haven't Again, I haven't really looked too much into it just because I've been so focused on the NRL, but... And it's going to be the M- the NBA. The NBA is going to finish off this current season. The NFL is going to start up their season. As soon as that's done, the NBA is going to be on, and then the NFL will be back on again. Like it's just going to be bang, 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 bang in the American sport realm. The baseball is sort of struggling to get um, yeah get their season started. This, yeah. They're still far away from that. We've got the EPL starting up in a couple of weeks too. Schnaz. That's exciting. I know. Yeah. That's exciting. Liverpool fans, obviously yes. keen for that to happen. Finally. Um, to get the season finished, yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think about that? Is it Obviously, it's taken some gloss off of it. It's it's not going to be as sweet, but yeah. a, I mean, I'm glad it's happening and we can actually celebrate what should be celebrated, which was a wonderful season from them. But it's a little, it's a little sucky, the, the gap in between, isn't it? A little sucky indeed. Yeah, you think? yeah. it's um, it's, yeah, yeah. But I know I think, it can't be helped. I think I just... so. Yeah, what can you do? And they were so clear. Well, they were in the clear. Yeah, I know. That's, it's that's, been what, I mean. the, that's what I mean. I think 
Liverpool fans, like, yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm not, like, staunch as I used to be. Yeah. But I believe it's been this, this Klopp era. had He's cop, clopped a lot of criticism <laughs> over the past few years. And That's this great. is, you know, the Champions League and now the league. It's I think it's great. I think he, uh, if, if not for the club, for him. He yeah. has been so good. He's, his recruitment has been spot on. He's na- I think he's nailed nearly every deal he's done. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, off the back of Torres and Suarez and Raheem, like all these players that have come and gone, like they've just they've, – he's nailed it. He, he, yeah. the, the team's been great to watch. Yeah. To have a team that – that wins and is fun to watch is a great combination. We've sure seen is. in NRL, sometimes a good team. Like your Sharky, Schnell. Twenty sixteen. I wouldn't say they were fun. I wouldn't say they were fun. Oh, get to out watch. of here! What? Like they? No, 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 no. They had their moments, but they weren't like you're not. Oh, the entertainers. They were. Like, you're not going. The they had some dev- very entertaining tries that year, Brooksy. Go watch your DVD. That yeah, so noted. did everyone else. Ben Barber but, lit it up. Ben Barber. Career last no. year. No. Uh, no. Okay. Ben Barber, Valentine Holmes, unbelievable. You weren't the entertainers. There was more entertaining teams that year. No anyway, one. but no. this is... Uh, oh, the Cowboys. No. Yes, they were. No. JT. Oh, look oh, at me. JT. Michael Morgan. Oh, I'm going to be better next year. It was... <laughs> it was uh, anyway... <laughs> No, yeah, I, Liverpool. They've been yeah. fun to watch. They've done it well. They've done it in style. Yeah, let's just make it official, Schnaz. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. either. It's going to be good. Straight to Cheers <laughs> in the city. We should, we should go. <laughs> that won't be happening. Uh, anyway, what's what are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Uh, Para Penrith and Storm Knights for me. Uh, the derby. I'm always looking forward to the derby. You know, I'm a derby yeah, I'm guy. definitely not. I'm definitely not looking forward to that, and not looking forward to the next week, next week's podcast. <laughs> Brooksy, I'm telling you, you're going to lift. So we'll see what happens. I'm just um, super glad that we kept this podcast short and sweet tonight. I'm really glad. Really happy. I know we're in hour three, are we? <laughs> it's like a siege. I'm 68 years old. <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere, Brooksy. <laughs> Sit down in the corner and shut up. That's been like our <laughs> friendship for like 15 years uh, now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on, the, what, yeah. on, on that note, Brooks, yeah, we should probably yeah. wrap up because, uh, yeah. you know, men need to sleep. But uh, <laughs> it's been fun, man. And I've enjoyed the first two weeks of Rugby League back. And, you know, yeah. let's face it, without it in our lives, we would be uh, poorer, shall we say. <laughs> We would be doing a Bundesliga podcast and I'd be telling you how good Timo Werner is. I love Timo Werner. To, yeah, he's just he's scoring at will, just like uh, Lewandowski yeah. for the Bayern Munichs. Yes. Yes. Anyway, no, it's been good. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for your ad lib on random NRL teams. Yeah, sorry about the whole and, manly thing. I went off on a bit of a tangent there. No, it's all right. That's good. I didn't realize you were going to go... The way you did on Joel Thompson, that really yeah. rattled me. But anyway, yeah. hey, that's a podcast. That's uh, not having a rundown. That's <laughs> the beauty of what we're doing. I like it. No rundown. What a great thing. Brooksy, I'm going to go. I will see you. See you later.
I'll catch you next week, Schnaz. Marcus, bye for now. Mm-hmm.